I'm going to preach a message called The Right Time. The Right Time. You know, it's the right time to be in the house of the Lord. When we have church on Sunday night, the right time is 6 o'clock. If you're late, that's okay. I'm just glad you, you came, okay? Because sometimes things happen, right, on the way to church and it's not the right time. But you know what? You made it. Praise the Lord. Okay. You know, the word um, time is mentioned over 500 times in the Bible. It's mentioned, um, I'm going to read a, a, a very short passage in a minute out of the book of Ecclesiastes. And the word time is, is repeated like 27 times in eight verses. So it's really significant to the Lord. And especially in this verse, Ecclesiastes 3.1 says, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. And that's the first mention of the word time in these first eight verses. It goes on, a time for this, a time for that, a time for this, a time for that, 27 times. And so it's significant. And if you haven't read Ecclesiastes chapter 3, then read it, okay? But it says there, there's a time for every purpose under heaven. Now, every purpose that happens under heaven is not necessarily according to God's will, but we'll see, we'll look at that after. So there's a time. You know, sometimes time has to be exact. You have to be exactly on time. We like to be on time for appointments. If we're not, we get kind of stressed out. Uh, if we're not on time for important appointments, sometimes it looks like we're rude or we're disrespectful. You know, we just roll up for class or something late, like we don't care. It looks like you've got an attitude. So timing is very important in many ways. Sometimes time is exact and set and rigid. No, no I'm not saying that. Set and time and rigid, and sometimes it's flexible. Sometimes you say, six o'clock sharp. That means six o'clock. Other times you might say six-ish, and that's kind of here or that, this side or that side of six. So it's not set in stone. But time is very important. You know, I'm looking at it from a different aspect tonight. I was thinking about the three types of times. You know, there's our time, there's other people's times, and there's God's time, okay? Now, this is not the gospel. This is just for the purposes of this. So when our time, or other people's time lines up with God's time, things are liable to work out well. You know, when our time does not align with God's, and when other people's time doesn't align with God's, then things can get really um, kind of distorted and quite, um, quite bad, actually. So we need to choose to trust God with his timing for our lives. And sometimes that's difficult. Sometimes it's difficult. There's many things that we need to have God in when we make decisions. If you had the wrong time when you were buying a house, guess what? It's the wrong time. It could work out not well. You need to have the right time when you buy your house. You need to have the right time when you change your job. 
you need to have the right time when you choose a career. You need to have the right time when you choose the correct partner. You need to align with God in all these kinds of things because they're very important. And sometimes we think, oh, you know, I don't need God for that. I can decide. But if you choose the wrong partner or the wrong house or the wrong suburb or the wrong city or the wrong job, it can be really disastrous, really disastrous. Okay, so God's timing is what we need. But God's timing is not according to our timing a lot of the time. His timing is different from what we think, okay? So um, we want to know God's timing. And we are curious, just like the, um, the disciples were curious. In the book of Acts, they said to Jesus, um, when they'd come, to, he said, look, I want you to all gather together in Jerusalem. So they gathered together, and when they'd come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? They thought it was the timing for him to rise up and be that powerful king on the earth to be the leader at that time and to set Israel free from their um, from the um, Romans who are occupying. And he said to them, it's not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. So he's thinking, he's saying, look, you, you don't need to know everything. You don't need to know the times and seasons of everything. God's in control, that's what you need to know and you need to trust. If you need to know details, he will give them to you. And so he did give some details. He said this, he didn't give them any timing. He said, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So he said, no, he didn't even answer their question about the timing of the restoration or of his kingdom. He basically said, listen, you do what you're supposed to be doing and leave time in God's hands. If you need to know, I'll show you. And that's like us sometimes. It's like, oh, Lord, when's the rapture going to happen? Lord, when are you coming back? When are you going to do this? When are you going to do that? You know what? He's probably not going to tell us exactly. He'll just say, do what you need to do. Just, you're going to receive power from the Holy Spirit. Do your job and wait until God shows you differently, okay? Sometimes we only get the details we need. Because if we got all the details, we couldn't handle it anyway. Because some of the things that we face, when we face them, we think, I'm glad that God didn't show me that before. Because I couldn't have handled it. But now... I can. Okay, so it's God's business and we don't need to know every little detail. Basically, eat the elephant one chunk at a time. He doesn't show us the big picture. At this time, he will show you what you need to see and that's it. It's like when you want God to change you. You know, it takes time to change. It takes time to change. We want it to happen right now. We just want to be different or we want to feel this or we want to be over that. But it takes time and it can be kind of frustrating. But along the way, he can be changing our attitudes. Along the way, he can help us to forgive people. Along the way, he's helping us to mature and begin to see things differently. And we learn valuable lessons that we can help 
others with. You know, and at times, he's protecting us from unseen harm because we're not able to deal with things, okay? We need to be very careful also not to presume that we've got everything under control. In Proverbs 27, verse 1, it says this, Do not boast about tomorrow, for you don't know what a day may bring forth. Okay? At this particular time, things may seem great. You might feel so confident. You might think everything's in order. I've planned this, and this is how it's going to happen, and this is what's going to be like for me. But then it says... Don't boast about these things. Sometimes we need to keep things close to our chest. Meditate on them. Keep them between you and the Lord sometimes, okay? But you don't know what a day may bring forth. At this time, everything might be okay. But you know what? Things can change tomorrow. Things can change. You know, people's lives change in the twinkling of an eye. You know, they go to work one morning, they're driving home, they might have an accident. Their whole life can change. They can end up disabled, all kinds of things. They can end up with the Lord, who knows? But we have to be careful not to think that we don't need God. We need him at all times, okay? Things can change in the blink of an eye. You know, God is always on time. God's always on time. Sometimes we've been praying and praying, we think, God, what is wrong? Can't you hear me? Don't you know that, you know, I've only got this much time until this, that and the other? And we think he doesn't know. God is always right on time. When Jesus came and he was born on the earth, it says he came in the fullness of time. He came exactly when he was meant to. Exactly when he was meant to be born, he was born, okay? He died for us exactly when he was meant to. Romans 5 verse 6 says this, For when we were still without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. God demonstrates his own love towards us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He died for us at the exact right moment in time. He didn't wait for people to be good because that was never going to happen. That was never going to happen. But in due time, at the exact right time, he went to the cross and he died for the sins of the whole world. That shows the love of God for us. That was the timing for Jesus. And of course, three days later, in the right time, he was resurrected by the glory of the Father at the right time. God is always on time. What about the story when uh, Martha and, and Mary were so upset because their brother Lazarus had died? And it's like, you weren't on time, Jesus, you're late. But he said, no, no, this is the right time. And then he went and he raised Lazarus from the dead as a, you know, a sign that that was, was going to happen to him. He had power over the power of death. Awesome, awesome. He was never late. He was always on time. The Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost at the exact right time, 50 days after the cross. The exact right time. The Holy Spirit came when they were all in one accord, all together, 
wham, mighty rushing wind. Holy Spirit came the exact time. And when Jesus comes back, when will the rapture be? I don't know, but it's going to be at the exact right time. Amen? And when Jesus comes at the second coming, it'll be the exact right time. And the setting up of the millennial kingdom, all at the exact right time. Because God is never late. He's always right on time. So, you know, we sometimes think, oh, yeah, I have assurance of these things. But we need reassurance. So I want to go through a few scriptures here to give us that reassurance that God is right on time. He's patient. Very patient. In 2 Peter chapter 3, it says this. Beloved, don't forget this one thing. That with the Lord one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. You know, for us, we can't even comprehend that in our mind. But for God, timing is unlimited. It doesn't limit him in any way, shape or form. He doesn't think, oh, a thousand years, that's a long time. He doesn't think like that. We do. We have limits and restrictions on the way we think. But not God. Not God. And it says this, the Lord is not slack. They're thinking, gosh, this feels like he's taking a thousand years. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but he's long-suffering towards us. In other words, he's giving us time. He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So sometimes you think, wow, God's taking his time. Has he gone to sleep? Is he slack? No, he's extremely patient. We want God to deal with other people. Like, Lord, deal with her. <laughs> but we want him to be patient with us. <laughs> Isn't that true? That's so true. I'm not pointing at anyone here. It's true. We want God to deal with everybody else like, meow, come on. Come on, Lord, do something with that guy. Do something with that girl, you know. Stop them being like that. Stop that, you know. And then it's like, oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Give me grace. <laughs> Give me time. Be patient with me, Lord. You know, that's what we like. But God, he gives time. He gives time to each and every one of us because he wants us to come to repentance. He wants us to come to that place of relationship with him. Okay, what else? In Lamentations, chapter 3, it says the Lord is good. So he's patient. The Lord is good to those who wait for him. Okay, when you talk about timing, waiting is one of the biggest things. But the Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. So you're not just waiting, but in the waiting you're seeking him. It's good that one should hope and wait quietly. In other words, don't whinge, don't complain, okay, for the salvation or the saving power of God to come. Sometimes we complain. We whinge, we think, oh, you know, and we meh, meh, meh with our mouth. Okay? It says, hope, it's good that we hope. Like God is good, but it's good for us to hope and to wait quietly for the power of God to move in our lives. He is good to those who wait. 
He is good to those who seek him. So in the waiting, there's the seeking. Sometimes when you think, oh, I'm waiting, what a waste of time this is. Like you wait for a bus, it's like this is a waste of time. But when you're waiting for the Lord, it is not a waste of time because you're spending time with him. You're seeking him. It's some of the most precious time there is actually. Value these things, cherish these things, time with God. I mean, our lives are so darn busy, aren't they? Really? Time with God is such a luxury. It's such a blessing. Such a blessing. Don't take it for granted. Amen? In Proverbs, classic passage here. Classic passage talking about timing. You know, we need to trust God when it comes to timing. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not to your own understanding. Don't think you know everything, because we certainly don't. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Okay? As we trust God and don't think we know it all, like, oh yeah, I've experienced this before, I've been in this place before, I've been in this situation, I know how to deal with it. No, don't lean to your own understanding. Seek the Lord. As you're waiting, I said, seek the Lord. And in all your ways, acknowledge him. Okay? Don't just, don't just put God in this place where uh, I'll pray about my job situation. I'll pray when I need healing. But you know what? I don't need to pray about that. Don't need to pray about that. Don't need to pray about that. It's, got, it's like a list. No, it says in all your ways. In all your ways. In the small things and in the big things. And he will direct your paths. He will lead you and he will guide you, okay? So don't lean on your own understanding, especially when it comes to the timing of things, okay? That's what we're looking at tonight, timing. Sometimes we, we rush into things because we feel pressured. We put pressure on ourselves or people put pressure on us or we're scared we're going to miss out on something. And so we rush into it and can be the worst decision we ever make. Wait for the time of the Lord concerning all things. Okay? Then in uh, the book of Peter, I think this is a great passage here. He's saying, likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. And you think, well, what's that got to do with time? You know, Everyone's rushing around so busy. I don't have time to talk to anyone about this. I'm just going to do what I think. I'm going to Google it. That'll do. No, it says, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and be clothed with humility. For God resists the proud and gives grace to the humble. Now, I'm not saying all young people are prideful but they are kind of rushing in, a, a, in a, a, a sense where we never did. Okay, they move fast, they think fast, they act fast. Hmm? But they need to just kind of calm down a little bit and submit themselves to what? To who? To your elders, to older people? What, those old folks? <laughs> those old people? No, see them as people of experience. They're not old people, they are people of experience. And we need to tap into them. They are gold mines. A lot of these 
older people, okay? And there is such a thing as ageism. You've heard of racism? There's such a thing as ageism, okay? It's being biased against somebody who is older than you, okay? But the point is this, they are more experienced than you. They've got stories, they've got gifts, talents, they've got nuggets, they've got things that you need to hear and learn from. God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. I think it's really interesting that that passage came first, talking to the younger people to humble themselves and submit to their elders so that the hand of God can exalt them in due time. Sometimes we try to exalt or promote ourselves, to push ourselves. But he said, no, humble yourself and God will lift you up. He will exalt you in due time. If you get too far too soon, you will burn out. You will burn up. You crash and burn. Okay, we see it all the time. So let's humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. Let's submit ourselves to one another, not just the younger to the older, but to one another. Learn from each other as well. Submit ourselves to one another. Humble ourselves. We don't know it all. We don't have it all. Okay? But as we do that in humility, God, in the right time, will lift us up and exalt us. I think this is the last one that I've got here, Galatians 6. Another encouragement here too. Let's not grow weary while doing good. Sometimes, you know, we live in a, a time right now where sometimes you feel like you don't have time to do good. But you know, you've got to just stop and smell the roses sometimes. And you've got to stop and do the right thing no matter what. Let's not grow weary while doing good. For in due season, in other words, it's going to happen. There's a right time. The reward will come. If we rig, we will not lose heart. Don't lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, and opportunities are there. Sometimes every day there's an opportunity. Let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Let's continue to do good. Not to be disappointed, not to say, oh, you know, it's not the right time. I don't have time to call Chris today. I'm not going to do it. You know, I just don't have time. You know what? If the Lord is prompting you, you need to do that. You need to. It, it is the right time. Take the time to do good because, you know what? It will encourage your heart. If you're losing heart, bless somebody. If you need healing, pray for somebody who needs healing. If you need prayer, pray for someone else who needs prayer. As you are blessing, God will reciprocate and come and bless you as well. And as we have the opportunity, not if you have, but as you have, the opportunities are there. You know, when you wake in the morning, say, Lord, show me. Show me, is there someone there today that I can be a blessing to? Give me a word of wisdom. Give me a word of encouragement. Help me to sow something good into somebody's life. Because as I do that, I know that I will be blessed as well. 
And especially, it says, especially, especially to those of the household of faith. That's the brothers and sisters in Christ. Bless our family. You know, as we come here tonight, you are doing good. You might have thought, yeah, I just came to church tonight. But you are doing good just by being here because it's an encouragement to others. We put our faith together. We worship corporately together. You know, fellow believers need to be together because there's an onslaught against us. There's an onslaught against the Lord, against Christians, against the Word of God. These are challenging times for our faith and we need to stand together and be strong in the Lord, the power of his might, and strong in the fellowship that we have together. Let's take every opportunity that we have to be together because there's places on this planet where they never have the opportunity and they never will have the opportunity to be together and fellowship. We are so, so blessed. We are so blessed. Father, we just thank you about for your word tonight. Lord, it, it is about right timing. Lord, we just want to take the time just to hear from you right now. Is there something that we need to be doing that we're not doing? Is there something that we need to be taking time, someone we need to be taking more time for? Just show us, Lord. Forgive us if we've been trying to rush ahead of you and your timing. Help us to trust you totally. Trust you with our whole heart. That the future is in your hands. That our past is in your hands. That our present is in your hands. And your timing is perfect in everything. Help us to wait when we need to wait. And help us to move when we need to move. Give us that sensitivity to your voice. Help us, Lord, to submit to you and to one another. Not to submit to pressure. Not to submit to fear. But to wise counsel. And to experienced input. Lord, it's your will that we are teachable and humble and sensitive to you. Lord, let us do things in the right time, in the right way. We'll be blessed and we'll be a blessing. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What time is it? It's time to seek the Lord. Hallelujah. Have an awesome week. Bye, everybody online. Say hi to somebody. Encourage each other tonight. Amen. Yeah. <laughs>